0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the future of the water and wastewater industry and the careers you didn't know about. I'm your host, Dave Kosminski, and we are at the live at the uh, At Cave Annual Technical Conference and Vendor Expo. And I just met a new friend uh, in a different aspect of the industry and is certainly a viable. Uh, Career uh, that is available uh, to us. With us is Miss Sheila Lay. Lol. Lol. Okay. Hi, Sheila. How are you?
1: Hi, Dave. I'm doing well.
0: That's great. Uh, Sheila, you work for Blue Conduit. I do. Okay. So tell us a little bit about uh, Blue Conduit and uh, how you got involved in the water industry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Blue Conduit is an analytics company. So, it's a company that is tech first, but um, we are very focused and born out of actually the lead water cr- uh, the lead uh, c- water crisis in Flint. And we work on identifying lead service lines throughout the country. Ah. So we use machine learning and we use algorithms and data science to find where the lead service lines are located uh-huh. and help reduce the uncertainty by a significant margin to ensure that utilities and municipalities um, and even state governments are able to effectively, accurately, and Cost. I mean, most importantly, cost effectively. Right. Get the lead out.
0: Get the lead out. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, how did how did you get involved? I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, this is a, a with the lead and copper rule yeah. and all that kind of stuff is, is definitely is is that a kind of a, a a direction that your company took on? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Realizing so the need.
1: Yeah. So because uh, Blue Conduit came out of the Flint water crisis. Um, the co-founders were both professors at the University of Michigan and they came into the complete uh, chaos and were like, hey, you're using the funds really wildly. Like you're not f- actually figuring out where the lead is okay. and you're throwing good money after bad. Let's figure out, let's like sit down and figure out how we can find those lead pipes. Ah. And they designed an algorithm. OK. And um, with uh, with the input of Jara Webb, who's our chief data scientist, and we're able to go from um, a, a program that was had no idea where the lead pipes ar- were, n- knew, didn't know how much money to ask for, to a program that could identify with an over 80% hit rate where the lead pipes were located Okay. over time, not oh. just like for the first 500 pipes, Okay. Um, and dropped the replacement cost to $6,000 per pipe, uh-huh. which without the technology, um, a different engineering firm came in, and they saw that it uh, the hit rate plummeted to 20%, and the cost for each successful lead replacement was $23,000. Wow so um so this uh the technology's been around for five years we've used it in 50 different municipalities across the country the company itself came into existence in 2019. Um, i joined two months ago okay. so i'm very new to water ah okay but i was familiar with the technology from graduate school i went to the university of michigan for my mba where i knew one of the founders okay and worked on a design thinking project so ah. All of this to say, I come from a policy, a community development background, and uh, was working in a corporate job before being recruited. And it doesn't matter where you come from, okay. water will accept you. Oh, okay. Well, that's, <laughs> that's good to know. Now, you know,
0: graduating high school and getting on to college, did did you have any career direction that you had earmarked? Or no. how, how did you...
1: I love that had, question. Yeah, I ha- I still do not know what I want to do for a career. Me too. Yeah. um when (laughs) i I grow up (laughs) (laughs) exactly um all um i I was just really interested in continuously learning which is not something you have to go to college for i think that's something that um, all people are capable of doing as long as you maintain curiosity and you um, are trying to expose yourself to different ideas and industries and um, ways of working you're going to be successful okay no matter what type of field you go into so Yes, I. uh, Great advice. Yeah, I was able. Thank you. I was able to go to undergrad and graduate school, um, but a lot of that was again curiosity and trying to figure out what made sense for me and my um, my career trajectory.
0: Wow, wow. Well, you know, I I, I launched this podcast uh, a little over a month ago. Okay, and I teach this uh, Water and People class, uh, which is basically a high school class that Mm -hmm. um, exposes. Um, high school seniors uh to to the water industry yeah. and uh, as, as you know the water industry as many other industries are uh exacerbated by uh, uh a deluge of retirements yes okay. yes yeah and uh there's going to be a lot of people that, that are going to be leaving the field so yeah uh, no pun intended we have to refill the pipeline <laughs> you know <laughs> as, as far as that yeah. goes and i and i like the fact that you know um you didn't know what you wanted to do no. and I and I think you know as, as and it's well said that the water industry I, accepts everybody yeah. you know and I think you know from a diversity standpoint we're finding you know more uh, more females that are getting involved yeah. uh, and so forth and they bring a lot to the table yeah they really do from a perspective and it's uh, um, I mean years ago when I got in the industry it was you know it was Primarily a male-dominated yeah, industry. that's what I've heard. Yes, and it's 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 totally changed, and that's you know the whole premise of this podcast is yeah. basically to get young students uh, involved and in making them aware of that, that that there are careers out there, and they do not necessarily have to have a college degree exactly. when they start out with. Exactly, like
1: you that's know. something. You, call this is how I think about higher education. It will be there. Yeah. Um. It doesn't make sense. Unfortunately, it's the same to use the same phrase, but to throw good money after bad. If you're not ready to go to college, correct. You don't have to, yeah. Um, and this is something I wish was talked about more. That there's technical school, there's jobs, there's sure. community college. There's so many other alternatives to going straight into a four year degree if you're not ready for it, right? Um, and I, even if you are, and you just want to take, a, like, figure out what you want to do in school, right? Working is a great option. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Figure out what you want to do. You know, as far as that goes. And again, the 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 opportunities within the industry umbrella itself are. are are endless uh, yeah. and so forth. You're you're more or less on the on the consulting side uh, yeah. and so forth, but their operational side. Um, you know, uh, you've got HR, you've got uh, uh, you know, customer service exactly. reps, you've got meter readers and so exactly. forth. Exactly. So
1: well, one of the things that um we uh, that I've been hearing time and time again, especially in ASDWA's, uh lead service line inventory symposium, is um, a lot of regulators or f- p- management people who manage the utilities are finding that they don't have the labor comply with lcr right to comply with the lead and copper rule with um they don't have the people who know how to uh digitize or who know how to like move from an analog a set of analog drawings. records and yep. drawings yep. to something digitized and standardized yeah and well that's good business for us um because we can do that work and take it uh, take a lot of that that labor bandwidth issue off of people's hands in the long run it's not great for municipalities that or utilities who don't have newer labor coming in to help right. manage like bigger projects and um asset management work
0: well a lot of small you know water utilities themselves i mean obviously you've got the big three in connecticut which Mm -hmm. is your connecticut water Aquarian and regionals yeah and and so forth but you know i come from a small municipality okay Mm -hmm. we only have 2300 customers Mm. we don't have the depth and the resources okay to say okay uh, you know uh, we don't have a designated gis person or we don't have a designated environmentalist or or, or whatever so you know but Something that uh, again, through through the industry, um, you, you need these things, Exactly. You know, as far as that goes, so uh, yeah. phenomenal. Um, so, w- what's your favorite memory in in, in, in your in your the two
1: months I've been working? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so real talk. Um, one of the most I- the most interesting aspect of my job. Um, yes, I work for a startup, so it's it's really chaotic in a good way, and I do a lot of different things, and I wear a lot of different hats but in all earnesty, I learn so much every day. Yes. Um, not just, I mean, yes about water, yes about utilities, yes about how startups operate, yes. um, but also just recognizing that the amount of effort that um, my team t- puts into building relationships, learning from the lived experiences of people who work in m- municipal or in utilities, whether municipal owned or investor owned, um, it really pays off. Because yeah. you, it all builds on each other, sure. and um, I personally have very strong feelings about water service as somebody who consumes water. Yes. and to be able to understand the other, uh, the the operational side is really invaluable. Oh God, yes, you know.
0: And the thing is, with you know, as, especially from you know, customer relations and what I teach in my class, uh, you know, I, I cannot stress um, the the value of networking. Yeah. Okay, because you never know okay, me meeting you, you meeting me, and so forth, that, uh, hey, I know Sheila. Sheila is from, uh, you know, can help me with Let's service lines. Yeah. You know, so so that that's the type of thing. The other thing that's interesting, uh, ta- talk a little bit about startups, okay, because yeah. there are a lot of high school seniors that are out there that have, I, I would say, dreams or, or, yeah. or, or aspirations. Uh, so tell us a little bit how, how your company kind of uh, – uh, evolved. Yes, yes. So
1: um, I wa- actually want to quickly take a step back and compare and contrast working in a large corporation yeah. versus a startup. Okay. Because I think that um, there are parallels to working for a large water corp- uh, system versus a smaller water system sure. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if when you work for a large corporation or a large water system, um, a lot of the administrative side and a lot of the, the, syst- uh, the processes inside of the organization are already set. Um, you're able to um, kind of just drop in, do your job, um, maybe like expand and, and learn a little bit outside of what you're doing, and then right. you go home. Uh-huh. Startup is, you. D- there may not be processes. Right. There may not be a set way of doing things, and you are given the freedom to innovate in real time. Okay. You're able to wear, like I said, wear a lot of different hats. So let's say um, you're new to water or you're new to a company, and you're not really sure how your process prescribed role will play out in the grand scheme of things it's okay because you're going to be doing a lot of different things anyways as your role is more solidified uh-huh. so there are two very different ways of working two very different ways of interacting with your coworkers. workers um, I, uh, I enjoy both I just really like being on a small team sure. and being able to get to know everybody uh, personally so um, the company was formed like I said in 2019 but had been doing uh, pro bono work with the algorithm since 2016, uh-huh. um, no, 2017. Sorry, uh, and it has been. Uh, we do both nonprofit and for-profit work. Um, I think this might be interesting to you, Dave. Maybe your listeners probably won't think this is interesting, but um, on our charitable side, we actually are developing a f- um, uh, inventory-free inventory software okay. for. We're targeting um, smaller municipalities or municipalities that. May not have the funding for our full service, but it makes sure it ensures that everyone is able to comply with the inventory part of the LCRR. Okay. Um, and so we get to do that because we get to rec- we receive grant funding sure. from huge cor- organizations like Google.org okay. and um, other organizations that we're still writing grants for. So I can't say who they are yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to help fund this really important, meaningful utilities work. Yes. But on the for-profit side, we get to work with larger organizations that have the bu- the budget to invest in Getting the data digitized and moving to predictive modeling so at the parcel level, okay, so um, those organizations can do their asset management planning mm-hmm. much more quickly and okay. not have to wait till September 2024 <laughs> to finish uh, uh, everything. Okay, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's uh, a month before the deadline for the new lead and copper rule revisions for those who are not familiar,
0: sure. And, and obviously, GIS plays an Big important role,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we, <laughs> yeah, the the Technology is designed to be as integrative as possible. Yeah, we are not trying to um, become a new ESRI or become a new GIS. We are right. trying to make it as easy as possible for yeah. all utilities to get their their inventory done. Don't don't reinvent the wheel. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, well, and, and for all the <laughs>
0: listeners out there, GIS is geographic information systems. Okay, and uh, you know I I have had one of my students that, that graduated and and uh, uh, we had. And he was unsure what he wanted yeah. to do, uh, and so forth. Thought, and uh, he ended up graduating from UConn with, okay. his, uh, with his degree in geodesy. Okay. Okay. And is now working for. Uh, he worked for me for a while. Now he's with the uh, uh, Lower Connecticut River Cog. Okay, oh wow! As a GIS analyst. Yeah. Uh, as far as that goes, but and, and what he always used to say: a picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but uh, you know the the nice thing too, and, and I've been in. in business now just south of 50 years wow. okay uh, i'm still on probation <laughs> <laughs> and uh but you know th- there is uh, so much more uh you know from a from a gender standpoint uh, there's so much more gender diversity yeah now, uh predominantly when I got it, it was a male-oriented yeah. field. Yeah, yeah. Now look at you know, you're <laughs> in the field. I mean, there's the, the yeah. tent has gotten much so, so much bigger. Yeah, uh, and that's
1: the thing about water. Everybody drinks water, so why doesn't water look like everyone? Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's basically if... It this is an opportunity for people who may not think that this is a field for you to just say, ah, let's just jump in.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, and that's the thing. And, uh, literally you can jump in at any level. Exactly. You know, you can get in the, uh, you know, the kiddie pool or you can jump in at the, you know, off the diving board as far as that goes. And it depends what your appetite is and you know, what your interests are and, uh as far as that goes but i think uh you know the the big thing is is that it's a field that is open to all uh it is a a very secure field and it's a field like many other fields okay is uh, experiencing uh, a a huge amount of retirements okay and we and you know it's the whole thing we got to start refilling the pipeline yeah
1: yeah you want to make sure that water stays high quality you can't just
0: yeah 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 (laughs) you know you you know where it comes from you know the, the So forth, what you want to do, yeah, but that's good, and uh, anyway, but that's great. Uh, so Sheila, thank uh, so uh, I ask if what's your favorite food?
1: It's a really difficult question. I really enjoy trying a lot of different foods, so
0: if you can only eat one food for the rest of your life, oh, this
1: is gonna be such a basic answer pizza, obviously. Hey, you know, why not? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> all your main food groups. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you can add them as you need them. Exactly. <laughs> as
0: far as that goes. Wh- wh- what do you do for hobbies?
1: Uh, so I run the country's only Asian American book club. Really? Yeah, it's called Unerased Book Club. Um, so I read a lot because okay. I got to, you know, sort through all the books that are coming out and, and pick them yep. for the next year. Um, so I do that. I uh, cross-stitch um, I go on walks, and I hang out with my husband. It's a very pleasant, low-key nice. life. Y- you live in Connecticut? I do not, actually. I live in Michigan.
0: You live in Michigan? Yeah. And you came here to, the, did. to the Nutmeg State? I did. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so uh, now, Michigan. well, obviously, Flint. Exactly, you know, yeah. Hello. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, so uh, what what are the similarities or, or differences between here and Michigan?
1: Well huge difference is size. Uh, Connecticut has the benefit of being a smaller state. Yeah. everybody knows each other yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily the same in Michigan. There's okay. a lot of discrete players between regions and then um, eventually at the state level. but um, like I think the similarities is you have leaders in government and on the on the utility side who are really trying to figure out what are best practices to ensure that every type of municipality or every type of utility, uh, can comply with LCRR and yeah. get the let out. Nice. Yeah.
0: Well said. Well <laughs> said. <laughs> yeah, from there. Okay. Uh, any children? No. 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 Okay. So that's good. More, more time to ride the bike. <laughs> more time to read books as far, <laughs> <laughs> as, far as that goes. Okay. Um, uh, music likes. What, what, what's? Uh?
1: This is not a popular answer. I don't listen to a lot of music. Okay. Yeah. Um, my My husband has a much more eclectic taste in music than I do, but... I just let him turn on his YouTube music and I'm happy to just listen to whatever.
0: There you go. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, Sheila, thank you so much I for stepping it. in and, and doing of a course. podcast. And uh, again, for uh, the uh, younger listeners out there is just to, to give you an idea of some of the diversity of uh, the various uh, uh, array of careers uh, that uh, are in the tent of the, the water and wastewater industry. So Sheila, thank you. Have a safe travel back to Michigan. Thank you, and Dave. thank you so much.
1: And thank you for hosting. This is great.
0: Oh, uh, this is great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our, I think this is going to be our episode eight here, Sheila. My God, uh, careers uh, that you didn't know out in the water industry, the future of the water and wastewater of the industry and the people that run it. So I'm your host, Dave Kazminski, and uh, we will see you next time. Thank you so much and enjoy.